Section 4 of Bowser the Hound by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7. Blackie the Crow Takes Pity on Bowser. Beneath a coat of ebon hue may beat a heart that's kind and true. The worst of scamps in time of need will often do a kindly deed. Bowser the Hound. Caw! Caw! exclaimed Blacky the Crow. Bowser looked up to the top of the tall tree where Blacky sat, and in his great soft eyes was such a look of friendliness that it gave Blacky a funny feeling. You know Blacky is not used to friendly looks. He is used to quite the other kind. Bowser came out of the old sugar house where he had spent the night, and whined softly as he looked up at Blacky. And as he whined, he wagged his tail ever so slightly. Blacky didn't know what to make of it. He had never been more surprised in his life. He didn't know which surprised him most, finding Bowser way over here where he had no business to be, or Bowser's friendliness. As for Bowser, he had spent such a forlorn, miserable night, and he was so terribly lonesome, that the very sound of Blackie's voice had given him a queer thrill. Never had he thought of Blackie the Crow as a friend. In fact, he never thought much about Blackie at all. Sometimes he had chased Blackie out of Farmer Brown's cornfield early in the spring, but that is all he ever had had to do with him. Now, however, lonesome and lost as he was, the sound of a familiar voice made him tingle all over with a friendly feeling. So he whined softly and wagged his tail feebly as he looked up at Blackie sitting in the top of a tall tree. Presently Bowser limped out to the middle of the little clearing and turned first this way and then that way. Then he sat down and howled dismally. In an instant, Blacky the Crow understood. Bowser was lost. So that's the trouble, muttered Blacky to himself. That silly dog has got himself lost. I never will be able to understand how anybody can get lost. I never in my life was lost, and never expect to be. But it is easy enough to see that Bowser is lost, and badly lost. My goodness, how lame he is! I wonder what's happened to him. Serves him right for hunting other people, but I'm sorry for him just the same. What a helpless creature a lost dog is, anyway. I suppose if he doesn't find a house pretty soon, he will starve to death. Old Man Coyote wouldn't. Reddy Fox wouldn't. They would catch something to eat, no matter where they were. I suppose they wouldn't thank me for doing it, but just the same I think I'll take pity on Bowser and help him out of his trouble. Chapter 8 How Blacky the Crow Helped Bowser The blackest coat may cover the kindest heart. Bowser the Hound When Blacky the Crow said to himself that he guessed he would take pity on Bowser and help him out of his trouble, he knew that he could do it without very much trouble to himself. Perhaps if there had been very much trouble in it, Blacky would not have been quite so ready and willing. Then again, perhaps it isn't fair to Blacky to think that he might not have been willing. Even the most selfish people are sometimes kindly and unselfish. Blacky knew just where the nearest house was. You can always trust Blacky to know not only where every house is within sight of the places he frequents, but all about the people who live in each house. Blacky makes it his business to know these things. He could, if he would, tell you which houses have terrible guns in them, and which have not. It is by knowing such things that Blacky manages to avoid danger. 
"'If that dog knows enough to follow me, I'll take him where he can at least get something to eat,' muttered Blacky. "'It won't be far out of my way, anyway, because if he has any sense at all, I won't have to go all the way over there.' So Blacky spread his black wings and disappeared over the treetops in the direction of the nearest farmhouse. Bowser watched him disappear and whined sadly, for somehow it made him feel more lonesome than before. But for one thing, he would have gone back to his bed of hay in the corner of that sugar camp. That one thing was hunger. It seemed to Bowser that his stomach was so empty that the very sides of it had fallen in. He just must get something to eat. So after waiting a moment or two, Bowser turned and limped away through the trees, and he limped in the direction which Blacky the Crow had taken. You see, he could still hear Blacky's voice calling, Caw! and somehow it made him feel better, less lonesome, you know, to be within hearing of a voice he knew. Bowser had to go on three legs, for one leg had been so hurt in the fall over the bank that he could not put his foot on the ground. Then, too, he was very, very stiff from the cold and the wetting he had received the night before. So poor Bowser made slow work of it, and Blacky the Crow almost lost patience waiting for him to appear. As soon as Bowser came in sight, Blacky gave what was intended for a cheery caw, and then headed straight for the place he had started for that morning, giving no more thought to Bowser the Hound. You see, he knew that Bowser would shortly come to a road. If he doesn't know enough to follow that road, he deserves to starve, thought Blacky. Bowser did know enough to follow that road. The instant he saw that road, he knew that if he kept on following it, it would lead him somewhere. So, with new hope in his heart, Bowser limped along. End of section 4